Davis Sanchez. Always love getting a chance to chat with him. Uh, videos on CFL.ca, um, or also, of course, seeing all his fantastic work on on uh, on TSN. Davis, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm going to use that, the caloric nightmare. I think my life, my wife would probably say my life's a caloric nightmare. So that's what's, uh, I I've, like I've seen you. You are not a caloric nightmare. You're in shape. I see the videos of, of Brody uh, Lawson uh, shaming the rest of us, you know, with her workouts every day as, you know, I'm trying to have, you know, cake. So uh, I think you'd be okay. You'd be okay with a little more all right, calorie. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. You're you're doing good. Don't sell yourself short, my friend. Um, let's start with the Argonauts. So they commit four turnovers. They give up two special teams touchdowns. They were outgained by 140 yards at the half. They were down by 24 points with under five minutes to go in the third quarter with a quarterback who had never started before. How the hell did they do that last night? <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a recipe for heading heading to the gates. But, uh, oh my! I mean, by the way, how many people do you think left when Deontay Spencer? I I got to think thousands must have left. But how did Toronto come back? Yeah, I have no idea. We've seen over the years, you know the deal in this in this league, Canadian Football League. If you don't put teams away, then you're going to get. Uh, that's what's going to happen, and that's what happened to Ottawa. A couple special teams plays, and then all of a sudden you felt. You felt Mo momentum rolling. The SJ after the return from I think the biggest play was the return, but from uh, Martise J- Jackson. Once he made that return, then SJ scored. And you could just feel it. SJ actually walked by the bench after his touchdown, and I couldn't read his lips because his back was kind of to us. But he was not bouncing his head. They were down twelve, ten minutes left or something. He was bouncing his head, talking to the Ottawa sideline basically something to do with it's not over here we go and he, that kind of you could see that that belief he had and i think the rest of the guys is kind of that momentum it, it's a it's a serious thing what did you see from uh, mcleod bethel thompson especially compare and contrast the first half where he did nothing and the second half where he threw over for just over 230 yards and four touchdowns yeah without really looking at the film and kind of getting an understanding of what he was doing the one thing i did see is that Tempo. It was you know, they kind of picked up the tempo when he got in a rhythm. It's like you know, I could compare it to a jump shooter in basketball. He got a lot of touches and he just was stroking that thing. And that you could see kind of as the tempo picked up, he dropped back. He felt comfortable. He was they were moving quickly. And then I mean, look, two, four touchdowns, one interception, three hundred yards. His numbers in the first half, like you said, he had I think he had forty five yards passing in the first half, and then he ends with three hundred and two. So I think it was just all about rhythm and being comfortable. Football analyst on TSN, Davis Sanchez, is joining us. And it is remarkable just having that comfort because I was saying this before. It's one thing for when a young quarterback does well, when, you know, the defense is playing well and special teams is on your side and you've got a lead or it's a close game. It's another thing for a guy who's never started before to be down by 24 points when you know the opposing defense knows, okay, they're passing. You know, the degree of difficulty for what he had to do was incredible. There's there's no way that the guys in that room, and you heard him after the game, McLeod, Bethel Thompson was saying it to our match, Shinetti, that uh, there's a belief in this locker room. We all believe, and, and, and you hear it from the guys, hey, we never gave up. I'm calling BS. Thank I'm you. Certain. Thank they were you. Done. They were done, and they were, I guarantee you, the guys in the room, yeah, thank you with me, right? Yeah, I fully agree. In the room, and, and, and I've been in that situation, 
and guys are starting to think, and especially when you're one in five, I promise you the guys in that room are starting to think about themselves and about, wait a minute, uh, my job security. You know, the veterans are guaranteed contracts after 10 weeks. Some guys got three or four weeks left or two weeks left until they're guaranteed. It changes by year. You start to think about all those types of things start to go through your head. I guarantee you. And then, and then all of a sudden, one play happens, two play happens, you get closer, and then you say, wait a minute, we could actually win this game. And that's why I kind of turn it to Ottawa, not putting them away. Letting, you know, that's a group of, of proud guys. I mean, these are great cup champions. The majority of these guys are great cup champions. They found a way to win and let them hang around, and, and they found that momentum. And that was, uh, they did not think they could win that game at halftime, I'm pretty certain. Yeah, and uh, I always love it. And listen, I'm fine with athletes lying to me. You know, I'm I'm used to it from coaches, GMs, and team presidents. I'm all cool with players going. Yeah, we didn't think we we were going to win, especially near the end of that third quarter. Um, all right, let's move over to a topic of conversation that you and I have debated in the past, and that is Johnny Manziel. Um, he's had under two weeks practice. His own agent is concerned, and he's now going to start for a team that has won one game over their last seventeen, and nobody scores fewer points than the Montreal Alouettes. I see all of that. I'm like, there's no way to me, Johnny Manziel, I'm not talking long-term, I'm talking this week. I think it could be ugly for Manziel. Yeah, yeah. if, if your expectation is that he's going to go in there and, and light it up and throw for 300, 400 yards and, and win the game, I, I'm with you. It's, it's probably not going to happen. I think if you're an Alouettes fan, you really just want, or just a fan of wanting to see, you know, what Johnny could possibly do in the, in this league. You hope to see glimpses of, of, of what we see in the past in, in college and maybe a little bit in the NFL, probably not a whole lot. But in college where you see that magic of him running around, making plays, turning nothing into something. And I, that's for me, that's what I'm looking for tonight. Because you're, you're right, he's not going to go after being, I think he's had five practices. There's no chance, and that's a good defense, Hamilton. There's no chance he's going in there and lighting Hamilton up. It's not going to happen. His agent, Eric Burkhardt, that's an interesting game and dynamic. And I think everybody can see what his agent is doing by saying, hey, this is, I think his quote was, and I'm not going to quote him here, but he said something to the effect of this is insane. The fact of Johnny, you know, starting after being there that short of a time, it's yep. insane. And, you know, we know the reason he's saying that. He's protecting his asset and he's he's allowing Johnny, if he fails, he, he, if he falls, he's going to fall on a soft pillow that Eric Bernhardt has laid out there for him. Yeah, and, it, it certainly has. Yeah. And I think it's smart. I think, like, listen, totally. it's a smart thing to lower expectations because when people just imagine Johnny Menzel on the football field, him at his best was when he was at Texas A&M, when he had plenty of practice time, when he was the undisputed starter, and when he was also surrounded by so many first, second, and third round draft picks, got, you know, guys eventually get drafted into the NFL. That point, he was at a position to succeed. At that point, he was thrust you know, in a situation where he could win. This is the opposite. Yeah, yeah exactly. And he's, yeah, he has the least amount of weapons to work with in the league. He's been... He has the understanding of the offense uh, less than any other quarterback, and he's going up against a pretty good team. So it's not, you know, it's all eyes are on this game tonight, and it's a lot of people, you know the deal. This is this is why we watch. We watch because we don't want to see a crash, yeah. or we want to see something, you know, amazing happen uh, and him succeed. It's going to be one or the other, but, uh, you know, if I'm a fan of, of that in particular team, 
team in particular, I just want to see some flashes, something that makes me come back the next week, and I think that's for viewers too. It is much CTV because it's really, I mean, Johnny's going to put a lot of pressure on himself. Uh, he's, a, he's a proud guy. He's super competitive. He, this guy has done, remember his size. He's like 5'11", 6 feet tall. Yeah. He was the best player in the world in college football, uh, you know, during his time there. I mean, that's, he's amazing. And, and, and for, in that regard, we haven't seen that for a while, but he's got it in him. And it's not because he's a freakishly gifted athlete. He has special attributes. It's, it's his, his instinct, his competitiveness, all those type of things. And, those are the things that I want to see in the CFL, and I, hopefully we get a glimpse of that tonight if we turn on to turn on TSN. You know what I was thinking about? Because I've I got the highlights. You see that plug, Carl? What's that? that? Oh, I, I that did. Plug? I was yeah. getting there. Shameless. Shameless plug. 7 o'clock tonight on <laughs> TSN. Remember to follow Davis Sanchez on Twitter, at Davis Sanchez. No underscores. Really easy to spell. It makes it easy for you if you want to follow him on Twitter. But I was watching the highlights, and I see Tiger Woods. And what people in Tiger Woods, every time he comes back, we don't, we don't, you know, we love the idea of if he won, but what we want to see is, is he competitive? Is he starting to look like the old version? Because if he looks like that, then it portends to a very exciting future. And it's the same thing with Johnny Manziel. I don't think anyone should be upset or disappointed if he loses tonight. But to get to your point, as long as he's starting to show those flashes and something to build on, at least that is something exciting to watch Montreal down the stretch. That's great. That's a great comparison. Yeah, I, I completely agree. That's a great comparison. But in reality, is, is everyone, you know, our fans going to, gonna, gonna as Johnny would say, temper their expectations to that, or are they going to, you know, expect them to? What's what's the crowd in Montreal going? Is going what's going to be enough for them? Oh, you know, um, I think if it's just a competitive game and excite yeah. them, because let's face it, um, no offense to the 13, 17, 18 quarterbacks who've started since Calville, but it's been pretty, you know, it's been pretty lousy. Um, Davis, before I let you go, I'm sure a lot of people missed it last night in the Edmonton-Saskatchewan game. The head coach for Edmonton started wrestling with the Gatorade container and throwing <laughs> it around. I want to know in all your days, because you know, you, you've played in the CFL, you've played pro football for a long time. What was the funniest coach freakout you were ever, uh, did you ever see you were ever a part of? Oh, that's pretty good. Um, well, first of all, the coach that was wrestling with the Gatorade bucket was... Uh, my teammate at the University of Oregon, he was a quarterback at Oregon. Uh, when I was there, we played together, and that's Jason Moss, and I didn't know he had uh, those type of wrestling moves in his repertoire, <laughs> but that's, uh, that's pretty good. No, yeah. I, you know what? I do want, well, I got one quick story. And it do was, it. Uh, a coach named uh, Tim Burke, he was a defensive coordinator, and uh, we, had, we, had got, we had got an interception for a touchdown, and all the DBs ran down into the end zone, and we lined up. We lined up and took fake pictures, you know, like the, you know, the selfies or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About six of us in the end zone, and and uh, Mark Tressel, the head coach, and you know, Mark Tressel doesn't like that uh, nope. shining light on yourself. He hates it. So uh, we get into the meeting room. Tim Tim Burke is a real quiet guy. We get in the meeting room the next day, and we're all sitting there drinking our coffee, laughing and smiling because we we kicked their butt. And he walks in, he looks up, he looks around, and he looks around, and he says, "You guys really beat." Really screwed me, basically, yeah. and it wasn't screwed. <laughs> and uh, he said, "The coach just chewed into my ass, Coach Tressman, and you guys really screwed me." It was it was a pretty funny thing because Tim Burke is a real quiet guy, yeah. And he stood and he pondered, he looked around, and then he just laid into us because Tressman laid into him. I think that was probably. He was really sad that he got his ass ripped into, and yeah, it was so funny, too. He's got to take it out on you guys, then. 
He did, but it was a fun, it was fun to us. That's the best thing I could think of. No, no Gatorade buckets. Oh, that was funny to watch. Hey, Davis, thank you so much. And again, catch Davis Sanchez. Catch everyone else at TSN, the CFL coverage. Johnny Manziel against his former team, the Hamilton Ticats, taking on Jeremiah Masoli, who, you know, 14 of the last 15 games has thrown for over 300 yards. It should be a fun one tonight. Thank you, sir. One thing, Maddie, the emotions. Watch the emotion when he makes a play, the relief. I want to really see that. The relief for all this, this build up on Johnny Manziel, the tension of when he actually makes a play through it. That's really what I want to see. It's a great point, my friend. Take care. Cheers. Cheers. Davis Sanchez at Davis Sanchez is where you can follow him on Twitter.